this morning. Hallelujah. It's a privilege each time we have an opportunity to come into the presence of the Most High God to worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says that God is seeking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. I welcome you this morning into the house of God, into the house of prayer. God said, man, my, and my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. And I thank God this morning that we are not just Indians here. We have Africans. We have people from other countries. And moreover, we have our online families. We welcome you all in the name of Jesus Christ. So this morning, prepare your heart. Just close your eyes and lift up your hands. Surrender everything to him. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. It is His breath that we carry in our lungs. So this morning, just begin to thank Him. Thank Him for this whole, thank Him for last week. Thank Him for keeping you alive. I was watching the news last night about a lady whose entire family, husband and children, in-laws, they all got drowned in the sea. They died. She was the only survivor. You are here. You are alive. It is by his goodness. Hallelujah. Almighty Father, we thank you. We worship you. King of glory, we adore you. We are here this morning to worship you in spirit and in truth. Prepare our hearts, oh God. Prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts. Let our worship not be a mere performance. Let our worship not be a mere activity. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that all our praises, all our worship will be acceptable unto you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus as we go into time of
power in your name, God. There's power in the name of Jesus. The power to heal, the power to deliver, the power to restore. Jesus, we sing of your power this morning, God. We worship you for what you've done, Father, and what you will do, God. You are our healer, Lord. With you, there's nothing that is impossible, God. Nothing you can't do, God. You are our healer, Lord. Our deliverer, God. We worship you, Jesus. We walk with you this morning, God. We walk in your power this morning, Jesus.
And Father, we believe as we worship, as we sing songs and lift up your name in this hall, in this sanctuary, we know, God, your presence just comes down. We have healings and we have deliverances. Our life changes and there is a transformation that happens when your presence comes down, Lord. God, we want to thank you for all that you're doing. We give you all glory and honor. Thank you for showing up in our midst, oh Lord. Father, as the hearts of every individual is expecting for your charge, for your word, I pray, God, that they will not be dismayed. They, they will not be disappointed. But God, I pray you will touch their lives today and you will talk to their hearts. We pray, God, there will be a renewal in this house, a restoration in this house, oh Lord. Thank you for what you're about to do. We surrendered ourselves today. And in Jesus' matchless name, we pray. Everybody shout an amen. amen. Come on, do it again. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give Jesus a good run of blush. Hallelujah. He deserves it. So glad you are here in this house today. We are in the presence of God and we know wherever we gather God's presence is here and for the fact that uh, his presence delivers his presence just opens doors uh, we had a wonderful Malayalam service this morning and uh, brother Jija brought a wonderful word from the Lord and I believe that has challenged a lot of our hearts today and as we continue towards our our, our worship uh, with our English service I'd like to welcome all of our families once again, um, even if you are an old member of our church for the last 15 years or 20 years, as a pastor, I want to let you know that we value your presence here. We value your presence. And I don't want to take your presence, I don't want to take uh, your time here for granted. You're not here by accident. Every time you gather, we come into the house of God. We know there's a special appointed time of God interacting with our soul, of God interacting within ourselves. And I believe, and I want to take 
take it for granted uh, your presence here. Once again, I'd like to welcome you to our, our service. May the Lord continue to bless you, lead you, be with you, and prosper you. May your spiritual life grow in Christ Jesus. And if you're here for the very first time, some of our Mal uh, families, I welcomed you during our Malayalam service. But again, during our English service, I would like to extend our greetings and welcome. Uh, thank you so much for being here. You are in the right house. May the Lord continue to bless you. Brother Sijo is back again, and thank you so much. All the way from Houston, um, he considers this as his home uh, home church, and after he's planning on moving to Dallas um, last time. <laughs> I was just kidding, but sometimes, you know, jokes are good too, right? <laughs> May the Lord continue to bless your family. And if there's anybody else who are here for the very first time, I see Rohit's friend. God bless you, guy. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else who are here for the very first time? May the Lord continue to bless you, be with you, and, 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 and enlarge the visions that God has given in your life. How are you all doing today? Good? Amen? Amen. I'm just, I'm just seeing some of our families. Good. Most of them are uh, traveling and uh, uh, are in conferences outside. So, uh, you know, some of our families are, you know, in different, different directions. And one of our brothers, you know, he, he, I spoke to him the other day and I said, please don't miss Sunday service. I know you want to go to that conference, but don't miss Sunday service. And he said, Pastor, I'm going in body, but my spirit is here uh, uh, with Zion Church. So wherever you are, we, we value your presence. May the Lord continue to bless you. And, and, and again, it's our privilege to, to come together in this house um, Sunday after Sunday, week after week. Uh, we can do this for eternity long, even when we are with Christ Jesus, to come together as one assembly, come together as one children of our Heavenly Father. It's our privilege, you know, whatever we are about to do when we die and when we become with Christ Jesus, we are practicing life here. Are you understanding that? We are practicing life in heaven right here. What, 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 why, are, uh, why is it very important that we should come together? Because when we are with Jesus Christ, we will all be together. If we can do life here easy, like brothers and sisters, if we can do life here easy, then it's very hard for you to do it there because here it's just 60 years or 70 years or 80 years. Over there it is eternity. Oh, come on. It's a life long with God Almighty. How can you imagine to live a life long with a brother or sister that you can't adjust here on earth? You have to live a life long there. It's going to be hard. So practice life here. How am I dealing with my brothers and sisters within our families? Encouraging one another. Building one another. And as we do this, I believe God in us is glorified. God in this house is glorified. And wherever the sun is lifted eye. Oh, come on. Wherever the sun is lifted eye, wonders happen in that house. All we need to do is let sun, Jesus Christ, be lifted high in our life. Does it make sense? Praise the Lord. Make sure in whatever walk of your life, always and always, to lift up the name of Jesus. Oh, what a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. Death cannot stand in the name of Jesus Christ. No grave has power to stand against the name of Jesus. Wherever, whatever situation you use the name of Jesus, you will see wonders happening. You will see wonders happening. 
This is my testimony. This is my testimony from my years in pastoral ministry that I have been involved. And I have seen a number of times that people, whenever they have lifted the name of Jesus Christ, seeing wonders happening in their, in their life. This morning, I like to continue with the, the sermon series that we, we started two weeks ago uh, from the book of Nehemiah. What a powerful, wonderful book. And as I'm reading, um, you know, sometimes this is what I always mention it, that whenever I'm preparing the word of God, the word first builds me, edifies me, creates a new space in my heart. And this word will always transform. So I, I know that more than any of you here, but the word has already spoken the words of life into my life. And then when I come here and stand, uh, I can preach in that boldness and in that authority because the word has been just talking to me so much. And as I'm just reading through Nehemiah, I mean, the, the book talks volumes of how God's children should work together. The book of Nehemiah talks about the basic building block of Christianity, which itself is unity within the church. Unity within our families, unity within ourselves as a spiritual body, unity within ourselves is what Christ expects. And Nehemiah just talks volumes and volumes on that. Are you all trying to understand? So first week, we learned about the heartache, the, what troubles Nehemiah most. The second week, we spoke about hope in action. Whatever you hope for, you got to put your actions behind it. And hope is not just a word that you can sit idly. I hope the better will happen. Whatever you hope for, you put your actions behind it so that whatever you hope for comes to fruition in your life. And this morning, as we look into the scriptures again, I want to bring your attention towards Nehemiah chapter 6. And when you read Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1, um, uh, we see an interesting scripture there. And this is how it goes. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1. It says, When the word came to Shanbalat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, um, and the rest of the enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and the next word is very important. I want you all to underline that word or, 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 or memorize it. It says, I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. I rebuilt the wall and not a single gap was left in it. Today when I'm bringing my scripture, if you want to uh, 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 title my message, I want to bring it as, as leave no gap in between. Leave no gap in between. It's very important. Many, many years ago, uh, my church back in Bangalore, we were part of a construction project and uh, I was also involved in it so that we could save some money. So from early morning onwards, whenever I had vacation hours or uh, during my weekends, I, should, I, I was part with the contractor and I said, you know what, uh, 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 you know, I will help you in the entire process so that we can save some money. And myself and some other boys from our church, we all gathered together. One of the things that I observed when they were building this process was whenever they were building the wall, they will make sure that every single piece is covered. They will know, they will never leave a room for any other stuff to get inside the wall. They will never re leave any room or any place empty right there. They will cover it up completely when they were building the wall. 
And what happened was they built this structure and because we were all not so perfect builders at that time, uh, this was just our first experience. What happened was we built one section of the wall, of, of, of this wall. And uh, what we found out that one of the guys who was very short, he could not reach the height. You know what he did? He said, I have built everything else. I'm just going to leave that portion because I cannot reach there. And he didn't want to put the brick in that place because he was not enough to reach that area. And everybody forgot about it. Everybody forgot about it. After a couple of weeks when we were doing the querying for the, for the, uh, the process, you know, if we were watering the entire wall so that it will settle, the, the concrete will settle, the cement will settle there. And we, I come across this portion and I ask, what, why is there a hole? Why is that space over there? And that's when everybody noticed that actually there was a hole. And by then, it was almost a week or two, by then, a bird has already made a nest in that space. I'm not making it up. This is my, sometimes it's very important for us to have stories of experiences. Because when I was reading through that scripture, when Nehemiah was talking about it, he said, I built the wall, yes, but I built it with no gap in between. It's very important. You can build whatever you want, but make sure when you build it, you build it with no gaps in between. Because whenever you leave room for a, a gap over there, the gap will always be filled with something. Amen? You, I mean, this is an, um, uh, uh, an experiment that probably you could do. Uh, take an empty bottle, take an empty bottle and, uh, or a waste and just put it in any corner of your house. Empty bottle, right? Empty waste, nothing in it. Just put it in any corner of yours. You will be surprised. Maybe after one year or two years, you know, the dust that space has accumulated. The waste has accumulated. Whatever you leave room for will always be accumulated by something else. And this is one very important principle that we got to learn in our life. As we build our life in Christ Jesus day to day, as we build our life with our Christian brothers and sisters, as we build our life in Christ Jesus, leave no room for the devil to work to have a foothold in our life. Leave no room for the devil to work his way up in our, because if you give him one room, he will take the entire space. It's the story of the camel and the traveler in the, in the, in the, uh, in the wilderness. The camel just asked this guy, can you, I mean, I'm, I'm, you are lying down in that comfortable tent. Can you give me a little space for my head to come in? The, the, the traveler decided, you know what, my, my camel is poor animal. I need to give him some space and allow just the head to come inside the tent. Little after little after little after when he was just filling out the request of the camel. One fine moment, he found out that he was outside the tent and the camel was occupied the tent completely. That's the story of most of us. When we allow one small thing to creep into our life, you won't know. I mean, you may think it's just a small thing. You may think that it's just a small media. It's, you may just think that it's just a small friendship. It's just a small conversation. But can I tell you, you wouldn't know when you have completely captivated by the little that you have allowed for the devil to work in your life. And as a Christian brother, we need to understand, leave no gap in our life when we are building this life in Christ Jesus. Leave no gap, leave no room, leave no area for the devil to have a foothold in our life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy this morning? 
leave no room for the devil to work. Because the agenda, the work of the devil is always to find that small area. I have right now eight dogs in my house. The puppies are becoming big. In my backyard, um, in our wall, there's this one portion of the wall where this one wood is coming out, right? There's no wood in that area. I just left the puppies outside the other day. Guess what happened? One of the puppies, because there's a gap, it got outside. This is my own story. So fresh in my memory. I had to run immediately outside, take my puppy and put it inside because inside the fence, my puppy is safe. Inside the fence, my dogs are safe. Leave no gap. One of the things that God talks about, the church of God, the church in general, is that my house is a house with walls around it. God himself has built the church and provided a wall of security around it so that the moments you find yourself in it, you are secure. Or if you walk outside it, you are an easy target of the enemy. Any moment in our life, we decide to just walk out of this fortified areas of what God has placed us. We find ourselves in danger. God himself has provided a, a barricade of security around us as a wall that he himself has built. It's very important that we understand in our personal life, in our church, in our family, God has provided a wall around us. Don't try to just, just get out of it. Because the moment you walk out of it, you are an easy target for the enemy. As we look to the Nehemiah, we understand from the story, Nehemiah is so bold and courageous when in the midst of all opposition, in the midst of all people who were trying to put him down, he stands up and he says, when the word came to Shanbala, Tobi, and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of the enemies, that I had built the wall and not left any gap in it, they became very angry. I'll give you the story there. In, um, in Nehemiah, Chapter 4, verse 7, it says, um, But Shanbalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs of Jerusalem's wall had gone ahead and the gaps were being closed. They became very angry. Why? Because now I have worked my way to build a wall around without any gap. The devil doesn't, I mean, he doesn't care if you have a wall or not. What matters the most is, does he have a room to enter? As long as he doesn't have a room to enter. Oh, the moment he sees that you have provided or protected yourself, your family, your church with a wall around it, he will be angry because he's always trying to see, to pursue you. That's the word we heard this morning. That's the work of the devil. I mean... As Brother Jijo was sharing that word, I'm like, it correlates with what I want to share. We are always in a warfare. One of the scriptures the Bible says is, God trained my hands for warfare. For the God constantly trained my hands for battlefield. Hallelujah. 
yesterday I was watching, the day before yesterday, I believe, I was watching a video that a friend of mine sent me. It was one of the uh, firefighters, um, you know, a lady firefighter. Uh, she was practicing, right? There was no fire, but still she was practicing. And what I was seeing was she was practicing with the normal gear that she will be wearing when she actually goes to fight the actual real fire. She was wearing her gear with the cylinder on her back with, with the heavy materials and the cloth. And guess what? She is having a big, huge tire that she was rolling from one end to the other, just practicing because one day, one moment, when she hears about a fire, she has to wear the same equipment and run to save some lives. Lord, help my hands, train my hands for battle. Christian life is always a battleground. It's always a battleground. With, with ourselves not noticing, every moment of our life, we are raging a battle fight. We are in the battlefield. We are raging a battle warfare all the moments of our life. With whom? With ourselves sometimes. With ourselves. It's very important that when we build our life in Christ Jesus, that we allow no gap in between. No gap in between. Brothers and sisters, no gap in between you. Family, no gap within ourselves. The moment the devil sees the gap, little space is what he needs. He doesn't need a big space. He doesn't need a big space at all. All he needs is a little space. And the moment he gets it, he will destroy everything. We have to be, what we have to do, we have to be very careful. You know what Nehemiah did? He appointed people as guards during the night and during the day. Why? Because he knew when everybody else is sleeping, the enemy will try to come in. When everybody else is working hard, the enemy will try to get in. It's our role as a Christian church, as a brothers and sisters, that we stand in the gap as we build the wall together, leaving no room for the enemy to walk inside. Leaving no room. And Nehemiah said, I build a wall with no gap in it. And that's the role of any pastor, any leader as we, as leaders, right? Our role is to build the walls, build life. And when we see, okay, there's something wrong happening in this family or between these families, what does a pastor I can do is stand in the gap and try to join them together. One of my responsibility as a minister in, in, in this age, in this generation, I'm so proud and privileged to be a minister of God in my generation. In my generation, I don't count it. I mean, I could have done whatever it was. Anisha could have done whatever she wanted. But I'm, I'm so proud that God called us for, for work. This morning I was sharing to one auntie and as she, was, she was encouraging me and she was saying that there will be a lot of discouragements that will come to your life because you're young and you're in ministry. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Because I know if my God has called me, he's the one who is leading me. And with that boldness, wherever I am, wherever, whichever group it is, whatever language group it is, whatever continent it is, when my God takes me, I know one, there's one purpose that I have to represent my God in my generation. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very honest right now as I'm going to minister this. And I know a lot of our families might be watching us online. My role right now that I see is standing in the gap of two generations. And I'm trying to bridge both of them together. One is our elderly, our parents, our, our, our generation who are straight from Kerala. We have done st stuff in, in our India and in places and Africa too. And there's a generation that is growing up here. 
I'm standing in the gap, pushing and pulling each, them, each of them together. Because the idea of the devil in, 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 in true Pharaoh that we see is the devil will always say, you know what? Send the kids away. Send the men away. Send the ladies away. Leave some behind. No, no, no. That is the idea of the devil. And I will always reject it. I will always reject it. The church of God should have the youngsters, should have the older, should have everybody together. That is the actual church of God. I was talking to a brother of mine who was planting a church and I told him, bro, I mean, if you're planning a church, always make sure you have the adults with you. You have the elderly with you because the wisdom and the, the what they, they have eaten more salt, you know? So the, the wisdom that you might get from them is very essential for you to grace the younger flocks. A church must have everybody. I am called to bridge the gap. And I believe along with me, there are leaders within the church, youngsters here, and everybody, you are appointed in this generation to stand in the gap and build the walls of security against everything that tries to get in. Don't allow the devil to work. He's looking for an opportunity. The old serpent of the Old Testament, he's looking for an opportunity. Oh, come on. This is a good story that when I speak, is, um, uh, uh, when I'm talking about the, when we built our house in Bangalore, there was this one portion where the drainage was directly outside, right? And it did not have the protection what it need. I mean, I don't know what exactly, but it did not have the protection where anything from outside could come inside. It did not have that, those filters. One day my mom was cooking in the kitchen, right? And she wanted to put the, the, the waste material, whatever she wants, she wanted to put in the, in the trash and the trash was uh, under the sink and she just opened the drawer and what she found was a huge snake. Why? There was one gap where the intruder just crept inside. There's one space where this guy got enough room to just crawl inside and make its way inside. A, I mean, come on. That snake, that was the last day of that snake. I don't care what kind, what you are, but that was the last day. Poor thing, it, it, it came into a wrong house. But when we allow a little space, the devil works his way inside. So in everything, make sure. I want to bring your scripture, um, another scripture to your mind. Is that okay? Is that okay? From New Testament. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4, 26 to 27. It's a good scripture for married couples. Uh, as I'm talking, or, or if you are in relationship, uh, married couples, you know, that's more better to way to say, I guess. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27. It says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun set upon your anger. And do not give the devil... Come on, what's the word? A foothold. Be angry. Come on. Bible doesn't say don't be angry. Be angry. In relationships, you get angry. Come on. So anybody relate with that? Am I the only one? Oh, come on. This is... Am I, is anybody... Uncle, do you, do you get angry? Thomas, uncle. Oh, every... Can I ask the wives here? Do you... Do you? <laughs> Am I the only one that is going through this? No, no. no. We all get angry. Anger motivates us for a new purpose. Anger helps us. Anger is good. 
But it has to be tamed. It has to be controlled. Sometimes it goes overboard. But what the scripture helps us to understand over there is be angry, but in your anger, do not sin. When you cannot control your anger and your emotion, that's when you end up in sinning. That's when you commit all the things. There's so many murders that happen because they could not control their anger. Road rage that goes uh, 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 ba so bad is because they cannot control their anger. Anger is a huge problem. It's a good thing, but it's a huge problem if you cannot control it. What the Bible helps us to understand here is in within married couples, within families, we will always have issues that we deal with. Come on, nobody's life is so perfect. If you want to be perfect, you have to be in heaven. You have to die and go there. No, we are living here. Live like a normal human being. As a normal human being, you will always have issues that you deal with. Right, Sean? We'll always have issues that we deal with. And in those issues, we will get angry. But what I love about the scripture is, Bible says, be angry, do not sin. And it concludes with, do not give the devil. If he has a foothold, then he will make his way inside. And if he makes his way inside, oh, come on. That's a bad story for your family to survive. It's not survival of the fittest there. It is the devil has already taken control now. And he will make sure because the devil always comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If he has a foothold in your family, his only agenda is to destroy your family. I always make sure that we have fights during daytime. So that we have time to make it up, you know, till evening before the sun goes down. But what if, I've always had this, what if we fight after the sun has gone down? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> In all of this, what we have to make sure is do not give the devil a, a foothold for him to work. And a lot of our marriages, a lot of our families are just breaking apart because they have allowed the devil to work his way inside. If only we can make sure my wall around my family is protected and I will not let the devil to get in, God will give you a victory in your family. And that's what we need in our church too. Sometimes you might notice, I said, if, if you are a good church believer, you will understand, oh, I see a wall here. I see, I see a gap here. I need to stand in the gap and intercede. If you're a good real leader, if you're a good Vishwasi from Idvatanji Warsham, you will understand. I see a gap and I know the devil will come in. Nyan sabiyod cherna nikinen.
They stood together. Why? Because they did not want the devil to just come in and destroy what they were building. Thank you so much. And that's the role of a Christian church as a leader. That we stand together shoulder to shoulder. In Hindi it says, Kandon se kande milte jab hamare har dil dushman ka hil jata hai. When we stand shoulder to shoulder with my brothers and sisters, any enemy will bow down because he sees unity in you. For Nehemiah, it was challenging because he was recruited new governor, new area. He had to build his people up and he stood strong. And this is what he claims. He says that I built it with no walls and they became angry. Yes, of course the devil will be angry because he's trying his opportunities to make his way inside. You don't have to worry about the emotional condition of the devil. All that you have to do is to safeguard what God has given in you and through you. Because as long as you stand in the gap for the Lord Almighty, He makes sure you will prosper. Your city will prosper. Your family will prosper. Your nation will prosper. Your church will prosper. Why? Because there's a wall of security around you that you have built and you are interceding. And God will bring His blessings upon your life. It is a blessing through participation. In godly works. As we look into the, um, into, the, into the scriptures yet again. Matthew chapter 13 verse 25. Is another scripture portion. That I just want to talk through, uh, through it. And it talks about. But everyone was sleeping. His enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. And went away. When, when did it happen? When everybody where? When everybody slept. They worked hard during the day, but during the night they were tired. They wanted to sleep. When they slept, the enemy walked inside. The enemy will always try to find when and what is your weak areas. He will always try to see what your weak points are. And he will always try to trigger, push those buttons all the time. Why? His only intention is to put his foothold within your family. The only idea that the devil has is to see that the walls that God has built around you will come crumbling down. Oh, he could not do anything until God himself had to loosen the protection around Job's family. He could not, he could not, he dared not to touch it. Because it was, a, it was an electric fence that God himself had made around. That's what the word of God says. You have made a hedge around him. I can't even touch him. I can't do anything. But he's always trying his ways to get inside our families. When everybody else slept, he made his way. And he sowed. The word is very important. He sowed weeds. What are weeds? What are weeds? Any weed that grows in between the wheat, it will kill the crop completely. Because it could be one seed. That seed will take over the entire farmland. It could be one seed. That seed will take over and destroy everything that you have worked hard and you have labored hard. When they slept, they walked inside. Why am I sharing these scriptures here? Because I want to make sure that God helps us to build a wall with no gap in between. No gap in between. Do not allow the devil to get a foothold to work his ways into our life. As we look forward, we see 
um, in, in the stories over there. In Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 2, this is how it goes. If you have your Bibles, you can turn it with me. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 2, it says, Shanbalat Geshub sent me the message, Come, let us meet together in the villages of the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. I want you to understand the scripture here. Shanbalat and, and Geshem brought an appeal to Nehemiah and said, you know what? You've been working hard too much, you know? Come, let's, let's meet in the plains of Ono. Understand this very carefully. carefully. I will take you through the scriptures here. These guys, where are they now? They're on top of the wall. They're building the wall. They are on a mission. They want to finish their mission. Why? Because they don't have a lot of days. Within the limited days, they want to build a wall of protection around the city that God has given them, right? This is their responsibility. And now they are standing in their responsibility and they are on top of the wall. They are building hard. They are building the wall. And now Shambhalat sends a messenger and asks Nehemiah, Nehemiah, you know what? You've been working hard on this, on this wall for a long time. Can we have a meeting right now? Can we meet? Can we meet? You've been on the, on the altitude for a while. You've been getting a lot of hits from everybody. Everybody's been throwing stones at you and they'll be accusing you. You know what? Let's come to an understanding. Let's make a peace treaty here. Come to the plains of honor. You know what Nehemiah says? He said, I discerned that they were scheming to harm me. As a man of God, oh, this is going to be powerful. As a man of God, as a child of God, you got to know who is scheming against you. You need to have a sense of discernment. Not everybody who invites you to the valley is your friend. Not everybody who says, you know what, come, let's have a coffee. Let's go to Starbucks and have a coffee. Let's talk. No, 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 they're not your friend. They're scheming to destroy your life. Having a discerning mind. Having a discerning mind. You know, I'm, I'm, you know I've been talking to a lot of our, uh, not just ours, but a lot of our, I mean, I'm cautioning. And whenever I talk to them, I've cautioned them too. Be careful. Be careful with the appointments that you might have with X, Y, Z. Because if you are not careful, if you don't discern, the valley of Ono can kill you. That's the scripture in there. The people came and they invited. Nehemiah, come down. Let's go to the valley. Let's not talk here. Because over here you have your own people. One of the things that the tactic of the enemy is always will try to do is he will always make you singled out to talk to you so that you have no support. You have no people around you to help you in this journey when you are going through the most difficult phase of your life. And that's what they want to do. Nehemiah, you've been there on that, on that wall for such a long time. Let's go down to the valley. Let's talk there. In the valley, it's beautiful. It's colorful. There's everything in plenty. There's good water flow in the valley. There's, everything is so beautiful in the valley. Let's go to the valley of Ono. The valley of Ono. The valley of Ono uh, when you see in the Old Testament, it was, it was a good, well-gardened valley with a lots of fruits and lots of stuff, lots of attractions in the valley. And they say, you know what? Come, let's go there. Let's go, let's go have a party time. When you hear those words, discern. 
They are the words that are trying to kill and destroy you. The work of the devil is always to put you in a place where, you, they, where he makes sure that your wall is broken and he just wants to make his way inside so that he can destroy you. But be a person of good discernment. നിയമായിട്ട് And my role is to protect my wall. My role is to protect my people. My role is to build this wall of security around my people. You can do. You cannot do it. You can. What are the valleys of Ono that your people have invited you? What are those valleys that your people might have invited? Your friends might have invited you. Your Snapchat might have invited you. Your Facebook might have invited you. Your Instagram might have invited you. Your college mate, your colleague might have invited you. What are those valleys that people have invited you because the only idea of the devil is to plot against to destroy your life. Be a person of good discernment. Are you all numbered on Sunday? Are you understanding this? that's the revelation behind those scriptures he just wanted to get him out of his business the work of the devil is always to get you out of what you're doing because as long as you stand there to work you will build a fortified wall of protection around your people and the devil gets angry to see that he will scheme to break the wall to make a breach in the wall that's the idea of his so that he can creep in can i have the worship team behind me help us lord help us oh lord help us oh lord that that are the walls that you have put around us will stay strong father help us that we discern the voices of of the spirit of shanbalat we will discern the voices of the enemy that is trying to bring us down from you oh rikabana shakarabana sotorokoborabana sa the enemy always wants to bring you down from the presence of god high places is the presence of god oh i'm ki Elijah as long as he was on the mountain top the enemies could not do anything but the enemy had only one idea to bring Elijah down from the mountain but can i tell you something whatever the devil does he can do whatever he calls or let him call out but all you got to do is stand in the gap and pray let the fire of god come down and destroy these enemies because i stand to protect my people i stand to protect and intercede for my people even today the valleys of ono are so 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 true in our life because the devil has always been trying to lure us into him and take us out completely from the presence of god the moment you walk away from the presence of god your life ends in all kinds of ruins the moment you are a stronger person only if you are with god almighty your worth is counted only when you are with Christ the moment you walk out from Christ you're like any other person and the valleys of ono has to be discerned this valley has to be discerned by everybody aa talvare kurichu namukku narinjirikkanam ella talvare kore nammale kondu povunathu nammale madiripichu nallayittu sarthanam parayanalla pashe aa madira walkinte porugil അവൻ നമുക്ക് വേണ്ടി ഒരു കുരുക്കൊരുക്കുവാണ് അതിനെ തിരിച്ചറിഞ്ഞു കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ 
സഭയ്ക്കൊരു വിടുതലുണ്ട് അതിനെ തിരിച്ചറിഞ്ഞു കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ വ്യക്തികൾ കുടുംബങ്ങൾക്ക് ഒരു വിടുതൽ ഇഫ് വി ഡിസേൺ ദാറ്റ് വി വിൽ ഹാവ് എ ഡെലിവറൻസ് ഫ്രം ഗോഡ് ഓൾമൈറ്റി like the scripture as it says and i sent messengers to them saying i am doing a great work and i cannot come down not today not today not today. can we all stand up in god's house in nehemiah 6:3 it says i am doing a great work i will not come down naan oru vela thodangiyadhu naan theerthitte varthullu innu yan varthilla i'm not going to come down today i am began i have began a work and i want to finish mene kaam shuru kiya me karne wala i have began a work and i want to do it i'm not going to come down to your level i'm not going to come down to your standard i'm not going to come down to your takes i'm not going to come down to what you have to lure me into i'm not going to come down to the valley i am going to discern going to discern discern Can I tell you my church don't allow any setback to become bigger than your comeback Don't allow any setbacks of your life to become bigger than your comeback Your setback is a setup by God almighty for your comeback Can I repeat that your your setback was a setup by God almighty for your comeback And today I declare it over my people that the Lord wants our church to have a comeback in this life. Our walls will be built again and the gates of hell will never prevail. Our God is healer. He's a miracle working God. He's our protector and a provider and as we are going to sing this song as we are as we are going to uh, 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 you know extend our hats towards the offering I also want the 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 the, the husbands or the priests of the family to to open your words and declare it I will not allow the valley of ono to destroy the life of my children I will not allow any valley to destroy the life of my children i will stand in the gap and i will build this wall come on children let's sing it to the lord
Lord, nothing is impossible. church there are going to be times and moments in our life in our journey in our walk within our family within our church one brother fails short to stand in the gap you got to know that you will stand in his back watch his back watch your brother's back because it is us together and if it is us divided we will always allow the devil to work his way it is us together but can I also tell you there are going to be time and moments in our life when we cannot meet everything that the world demands. That's when you decide, you know that, Lord, I am weak and I need your help. The Bible says, and as we were singing the song, you hold my every moment. You hold it. You hold my world together. You hold my life together. But I know that I can't do it. My life is loosening myself away. I'm completely losing myself. I know, God, that you can bind it all together. In you, I find my shelter. In you, I find my refuge. I look to the heavens. Where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and the earth. He is my refuge. He is my shelter. Father, I want to bless our people today. I want to ask your heavenly blessings to pour out in their life, in everything they do. And I pray, God, that you will walk with them. 
and you will heal their hearts. You will touch their lives. Father, we pray, like what we heard from the scriptures today, any enemy that is pursuing us, Father, we will stand strong and we will not allow it to overcome us because we know the greater that is within us is the one outside in the world. We know you are the Lion of Judah and when you roar, we have the victory. Father, I pray for every member here who are sick in their bodies right now. They might need a healing touch or there's a family member who needs a healing touch. I pray for your divine grace to intervene and touch their life. Whatever the situation our family members are going through, I pray God that you will intervene and you will give your peace to resonate within their walls. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for blessing our fellowship. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And everybody shout an amen. Hallelujah.